the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Grace to you, grace abounds, powered for life and godliness. That is your heritage in 2022. It's exciting to come your way this morning once again with Excel service where you are equipped for all-round excellence in life. The Bible says the righteous man is more excellent than his neighbor, and you are the righteousness of God in Christ. So excellence is your birthright in Christ, and that's what the service is designed for. It's designed to equip you with knowledge, with wisdom, for all-round excellence in life. We began a series about two weeks ago on succeeding through failure. And I want to pray with you before we get into the meat of the teaching this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, we come humbly to the throne of grace and we obtain mercy to find help in the time of need. Thank you, Spirit of God, that in this moment... Your spirit will communicate your living truth through me to bring understanding and transformation to your people. Thank you, Spirit of God, for help in the spirit. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now, our teaching text has been Micah chapter 7, verse 8. Micah 7, 8. This is what the Bible says. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. I'm sure that you may have failed before. If you haven't, wait, your time will come. And if you have also, if you failed before, you, you obviously know the pain and sometimes the shame that comes with failure. But most people sometimes, they just deal with the shame and the pain and that's it. They never pick up any vital lessons from failure. In our quest to succeed and be all that God will have us become in life, there are many things that sometimes the people we succeed, that people who have succeeded and will look up to ahead of us, they never tell us. And one of the things they don't tell us in the success equation is that failure is a vital part of the success process. Failure is a vital part of the success process. And I want to uh, walk you through scriptural perspective, give, come from a scriptural perspective and show you how you can rise from the ashes of failure to succeed like God has ordained you to succeed. Failure is not always bad. Through failure, sometimes we get to discover certain things that we didn't know before. And those things, in turn, empower us to experience enduring and lasting success. And that's basically what we've been uh, seeking to do. So we began in part one by looking at the certainty or the reality of failure. The fact that all of us are prone to failure. The Bible says, for all have sinned, and we are falling short of the grace of God. 
the rich, the poor, the intelligent, the illiterate, all have sinned. That means that we all started from ground zero. All of us started as failures. And God has capacity to help us rise up through the grace that came to us through Christ. All of us have been restored. As many as have responded to the call of Christ have been restored to the sweet fellowship with God the Father. So we established that failure is not something you can pray away. Failure is not something you can plan away. Failure is not something you can protect yourself from. Failure is something that once you are human, you are prone to. And if it's something that is common to all of us, then it's important that we learn how to deal with it when it comes. So we looked at the certainty of failure. Number two, part two, we began to look at redefining failure. That's what we did last week. We have to redefine failure because failure, if it's not properly understood, can deny you access to success. Your quest to succeed. You want to succeed, but sometimes, most times, <laughs> what you'll be confronted with first before you even experience success is failure. And so if you don't interpret it well, you don't understand it well, you are most likely to count yourself out of success. But I see the grace of God establish you in the place of success in Jesus' precious name. So we said we have to redefine failure. What is failure? Among many things, we said that failure is a revelator. Failure reveals certain things to us. Sometimes when you fail, you see that it reveals your lack of preparedness. Most times people embark on projects with zeal, with energy, without adequate preparation. The Bible says, which of you intending to build a tower? Sit not down first to count the cost. So failure is a revelator. And then we said failure is an event. Failure is not a permanent status. It's an event that came to pass. And you must make sure that your life does not pass when you fail. Most people, when things are supposed to come and pass, they, they decide to pass along with them. May you not be that kind of a person. That we said failure is a teacher. Failure teaches us things that hitherto we did not know or we would not have known through any other means. That's failure. Failure is a price you pay to achieve success. And then we said failure is a better is an opportunity to start again on a better note. Today, we want to focus on how to bounce back from failure. The Bible said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. This is the second focus of the teaching. The first focus was to establish and to help you become encouraged or to encourage you to know that if you have failed, maybe your marriage has failed, you are not the first. If your business failed, it's not over with you. That was the first aspect of the teaching. But the second session is to help you to see how you can rise from failure to success, how you can bounce back. Just as Peter bounced back, you can also bounce back. Just as Samson bounced back, though at the cost of his life, he still bounced back. I see you bounce back in the name of the Lord Jesus. Type in the comment box, I am bouncing back from failure in the name of Jesus. And you will have what you type in Jesus' precious name. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. The Lord shall be my light. When I fall, I shall arise. When I fall, I shall arise. Before we get into the substance of bouncing back from failure, let's quickly look at four wrong mindsets people have about failure. And again, 
This is even in the same vein as what we are discussing. Because when your mindset about failure is wrong, you cannot bounce back from failure if you fail. You need to, first of all, deal with the matter in your mind. As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. What you think about failure will affect how you react and respond to failure. So four wrong mindsets people commonly have about failure. Number one is that failure is always avoidable. Failure is always avoidable. One of the things you need to appreciate is that to become an outstanding success in life, you have to expect success and prepare for failure. Expect success and prepare for failure. Expect success and prepare for failure. When you think failure is avoidable, you, don't, you will not be prepared for it. And sometimes because you, in your quest to avoid failure by all means, you will end up not taking any step at all because when you take a step, you're afraid. A child that fears or a child that becomes afraid that he will fall if he starts to stand on his feet, that child may never walk. A child may crawl. A child may sit. But if the child is not uh, ready or courageous enough to sit, stand, and fall, that child may never, never walk. He will become a liability all through his life. May you not be a liability. To become an outstanding success in life, expect success by prepare from failure. If you look at the account of creation, in the book of Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of a lamb, of the book of life, of the lamb slain from the foundations of the world. This tells us that God expected his first man he created, Adam, to succeed. But though that was God's expectation, he also prepared for his failure. So when Adam failed, God immediately kicked into motion his second plan, which was to redeem man through Christ. So expect to succeed, but prepare for failure because it's part and a vital part of the success equation. So number one, Failure is always avoidable. There are people who think like that. Failure is always avoidable. Hear me. God did not give us immunity from failure, but he guaranteed our rising from failure. He did not give us immunity. Immunity means you are protected. You are shielded from failure. No, that is not the kind of God we serve. The kind of God we serve is the one who has guaranteed us a rising. Anytime we fall, we can be sure that there's a rise and there's an opportunity for us to start again. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall rise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. Though he falleth, he shall not be utterly cast down, but the Lord shall uphold him. So if you are falling, you must understand that failure is not always avoidable. God has factored it into his plan. A wise man by the name of Dr. William Mayo, he said, Lord, deliver me from the man who never makes a mistake and also from the man who makes the same mistakes twice. Deliver me from the man who never makes a mistake and the man who makes the same mistake twice. That's a very deep statement. Deliver me from the man who never makes a mistake. In fact, when you never make a mistake, you cease to be a man. To be a man is to make a mistake. The Bible, uh, uh, popular saying says, uh, a wise saying goes that to err is human. Alexander Pope, that's what he said. He said to err is human. There are five rules for being human. 
Five rules for being human. Number one, you will learn lessons. Number two, there are no mistakes, only lessons. When you are a human being, these are five rules that must guide your life. You will learn lessons. Number two, there are no mistakes, only lessons. A lesson is repeated until it is learned. A lesson is repeated until it is learned. If you don't learn the easy lessons, they get harder. If you don't learn the easy lessons, they get harder. The exam will not become easier with time. It becomes tougher with time. It becomes tougher and tougher and tougher with time. And then, number five, you only know you have learned a lesson when your actions change. You only know you have learned a lesson when your actions change. The only person who can completely avoid failure in life is the person who never does anything, who never attempts anything. That is the person who can completely avoid failure. And you know what? That, is, that makes the person the greatest failure in life. That's why failure is not always avoidable. May your mindset be changed. Your mindset needs to be renewed. Failure is not always avoidable, whether it's in business, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in ministry. Whatever you seek to do and achieve in life, failure is not always avoidable. Number two, failure is a stigma. There are people who think that when you fail, it is a permanent stigma on you. That is also a lie. Failure is not a stigma. Failure becomes a stigma when you fail to rise above it. The people who have succeeded, they have countless stories of failures behind them. But nobody is talking about their failure because they are super success today. May the grace of God come upon you afresh and cause you to rise above failure to fulfill your destiny of uncommon success in Jesus' precious name. If you believe in it, type in the comment box, I believe I manifest. Number four, failure is an enemy. Failure is an enemy. You see, your enemy is someone who is constantly working against you. Your enemy is always working against you. But that cannot be said of failure. Failure doesn't always work against us. Sometimes failure works for us. Failure helps us to get the right perspective. Failure helps us to evaluate ourselves properly. Failure helps us to see the areas of inadequacies in our life. So failure does not always work against us. So failure cannot be described as our enemy. Failure is not an enemy. The Bible says all things work together for our good, including our failures. Failures can work together for your good. And that's why we are looking at how you can bounce back from failure. There are people who sometimes become super success, not through lessons they have gotten about success, but lessons, practical lessons they got by trying to do something, by making an effort. Failure is not always an enemy. Number four, failure is finer. Failure is finer. Failure is finer. Hear me. Failure may be fatal, but failure does not have to be finer. When Adam failed, it brought great catastrophe on the whole of human race. But through the mercy and the grace of God, that failure was not final. Today, what we lost in Adam, we have obtained back in Christ through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Failure does not always have to be final. Failure is not final. It may be fatal, but it doesn't have to be final. The fact that you married and the marriage didn't work does not mean that you have to put yourself in a, in a box and cry and cry the rest of your life and hate men and hate women. No. 
Trust God and begin again. So failure does not have to be final. Eight practical steps you can take to bounce back from failure. Now, having dealt with the mindset issue, let's look at eight practical steps you can take to bounce back from failure. Number one is that you have to commonize failure. Commonize failure because that's what really failure is. Anytime Satan makes your case a special case, he's about to destroy you in a special way. One of the things scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, he said, for there is no temptation that is taking you. There is no experience you have gone through. There's no challenge you are faced with. That is not common. That is not common. The Bible says, no temptation is taking you except that which is common to man. There are certain common experiences every human being goes through. And one of such is failure. It's a common experience. So don't, don't make failure exclusively yours. Failure is not exclusive to you. Failure is a very common experience. I said the last week that if you are writing an exam that has been written before, it's easier to pass. Why? Because there are past questions you can consult and then you can learn from and put the knowledge into good use. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. The message version says, What was will be again. What happened will happen again. There's nothing new on, on this earth. Year after year is the same old thing. It's the same old thing. It's the same old thing. It's the same old thing. There is nothing new. So you are not the first to fail. You will not be the last to fail. So stop the pity party. You have been pity partying yourself for a long time, referring to failures of yesteryears for many years. How long will you continue to sit and mourn over failure? You are not the first. There are people who've risen out of the same kind of failure you are, de you are dealing with today and have become superstars. You will also become the next superstar. In the name of Jesus, type, I believe, I manifest. Number two, so first of all, commonize failure. You tell the devil. The devil makes you feel, you see, this is you. You cannot. All the others have made it. You cannot. Tell the devil you will also make it. You will rise up, you will overcome it, and you will be victorious in the name of Jesus. Number two, accept responsibility. Accept responsibility. When you fail, don't look for someone to blame. Accept responsibility for your failure. A wise man said, it is easy to dodge your responsibility, but you cannot dodge the consequences of your irresponsibility. It is easy to dodge your responsibility, but you cannot dodge the consequences of your irresponsibility. When Adam failed, instead of owing up to it, God asked him, where are you? He said, have you touched what you are not supposed to touch? He said, the woman you gave me. God just asked him a simple yes or no answer question. And his response was, the woman you gave me. Who have you been blaming? Sometimes you blame your ex-husband. The marriage broke up two years ago. You are still blaming him. I remember many years ago, I was dealing with an issue and the person could not simply see his own role that led to the breakup of the relationship. When you cannot accept responsibility, you are likely to repeat the same mistakes. Where you admit that I made a mistake, there was an error in my judgment. There was, I shouldn't have done this. Accept that responsibility. The, you know, the prodigal son, his redemption and deliverance began 
when he came to himself and accepted responsibility, he said, I have sinned against heaven and I sinned against my father. That was it. The moment he came into that conclusion, anytime a person accepts responsibility, God, God gets excited about such a person. You remember the moment Nathan, David was hiding, but the day he was confronted, immediately he said, I have sinned. And God said, I've also put away your sin. When you accept responsibility, is the most, the most important step towards redemption. Accept responsibility. One man sat by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. And all he was saying is that, I have no man. I have no man. In other words, my creation, my challenge was created by man and nobody is willing to help me. If there was one man who had a reason to blame people for where he ended in life, that man was uh, Joseph. Joseph had every reason. He could blame his brothers. He could blame, number one, he could blame God for giving him the dream. At 17 years, God gave him a dream. He slept and he dreamt. His brothers slept and they slept, but he dreamt. He could have blamed God. Why did you even give me this dream? He could have blamed his mouth for speaking it out. Hey, why did I even say it? And then he could have blamed his brothers. His brothers sold him. His brothers sold him and lied on top. He could have blamed his brothers. When he came into Egypt, he could have blamed Potiphar's wife. He could have blamed the man, the, the man whose dream he interpreted and the man forgot to remember him. He could have blamed everybody else. But Joseph did not go that route. He chose to accept responsibility for every stage of his life and see who the man became. It was Frederick Casey Price, an apostle, a teacher of faith in the U.S. He said, if I succeed, it's my fault. And if I fail, it's my fault. I believe that that posture in life positions you for super success. When you understand that your success is your responsibility and your failure is your responsibility, nobody should be blamed for where you are in life. Accept responsibility, good or bad. That is the foremost step. If your finances are not in shape, accept responsibility. Stop blaming your boss. Your salary is small. What do you spend your money on? How do you account for your money? You are, you are on a, a certain salary, but you are living way above it. How do you expect the money to be enough for you? Accept responsibility. That is key. Number two, number three, keep the lessons and forget the losses. Keep the lessons and forget the losses. In every, every issue of failure, there will be some losses. When we fail, we lose some things. Sometimes we lose our pride. Sometimes we lose money. Sometimes we lose a relationship. Sometimes we lose. Every time we fail, there are losses that sometimes come with it. But unfortunately for most people, they get so bogged down with the losses that they forget the lessons. Now, what will safeguard you from failing again is not the loss, it's the lesson. That's why it's important that you pick up the lesson. The lesson is so, so important. Paul said, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So you have to, Pick up the lessons. When you fail, we are all always learning. Life is a school of learning. You are learning through mentorship or you are learning through mistakes. And one of the 
uh, one of the ways by which we learn through mistakes is through failure. When you fail, you, you see your mistakes and you have an opportunity to correct them and excel. But if you fail and you cannot even identify why you fail, then you are likely to repeat it. So you have to understand, why do I keep falling into this same sin? And you have targeted my besetting sin. No, it's not your besetting sin. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Sin shall not have dominion over you. If you keep exposing yourself to the same challenges, keep watching the same pornographic things, keep on surrounding yourself with the same negative-minded people, you will keep on experiencing the same negative things you are experiencing. So it's important. Remember, you know, the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Inasmuch as you don't have to remember the former things, you do have to keep the lessons from the former experience. So pick up the lessons. What, what went wrong? What did I do wrong? How did I end up this way? When you are able to answer those questions, you are on your way to rising above your mistakes. Number four is keep on digging. Never stop digging. Keep on digging. Pick up the lessons and keep on digging. Genesis chapter 26, verse 18 to 22. Isaac dig again the wells of water. I liked it. He said he dig again. He dig again, which the that they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, and the Philistines stopped him. He digged again. Most of us, when we are confronted with failure, we stop digging. One of the things that failure can easily do to you is that it, it can kill your self-esteem and prevent you from ever attempting anything meaningful and worthwhile again. But you must rise above that and keep on digging. Pick up the lessons and go dig again. Isaac dug the first well, they fought with him. He dug again. He dig the second well, they fought with him. He dug again. He dig the third well, they fought with him. He dug again. And on his fourth account, he made it. You are also making it in the name of Jesus. It was, I, I was reading a book where, uh, in the book, they said that great entrepreneurs rarely succeed at their first three attempts. Most of the time, the first attempt to fail, the second attempt to fail. They, by the time they are succeeding, they are on their fourth and sometimes even seventh attempt. Yes, seventh attempt. You just started a small business and it didn't work well and you are cursing your stars. I'm not cut out for business. Who told you? Who told you? Failure should not redefine you. Instead of allowing failure to redefine you and your abilities, redefine failure for yourself. Elijah kept sending a servant. He sent him the first time, the second time, the seventh time. He said, I see a, a, a little finger coming. He said, yeah, that's, it. that's what I've been looking for. You can't give up now. You're better. Jesus taught a man and he taught him the first time. His sight was still the, the normal. He was seeing men as streets. Jesus taught him again. Even Jesus had to taught again. You don't have to settle. The Bible says, rejoice not. For the just man falleth seven times, and seven times he riseth up again. A wise man said, those who become successful are those who start from the scratch, and they keep scratching until they get to the top. They start from the scratch, and they keep scratching. They keep scratching. They keep scratching. Receive the grace to keep scratching. We skip, receive the grace not to give up. Receive the grace to be persistent. Thomas Edison kept digging. 
he did experiment for 9999 times 999 times before it was the 1000 time that he was able to break through and by the time he was dying he had 100 1093 patterns to his name he was not afraid to fail Kenneth Sanders, I'm sure most of you have, uh, uh, some of you, the uh, KFC is a delicacy. But before this man broke through, he shared his ideas with uh, 100, 1,009 people. He knocked on their doors, oh, this is the idea I have. I want to do this. Would you like to invest in it? He was ignored. In all of this, 1,009 times, on 1,010th time, he was given audience, and that's how KFC was born. John Mason said, through perseverance, even the small snail, small snail, through perseverance, even the snail arrived at the ark, received the grace to persevere. Napoleon Hill said, effort only fully releases reward after a person refuses to quit. Receive the grace not to be a quitter. Number Five, ignore public opinion. Ignore public opinion. You know, people who have never failed before, they have very wonderful opinions about failure. So you have to learn how not to obey public opinion. If you want to succeed, one of the things you need to rise above is public opinion. People who have never attempted anything before, they don't know what it means to attempt anything and succeed. So they have all kinds of, this is, not, uh, your, this is not your area. We know you are not cut off for this. I don't think this is your calling. I don't think, they will say all manner. But when you succeed, the same people, they will change their opinion. So you have to tell yourself, you are not going to give in to public opinion. You are going to stand on your grounds and rather force them to change their minds. Just like it happened. Paul, after he was beaten by the scorpion, they looked at him the first time. The second time, the Bible said they changed their mind. I see people change their minds about you. The people who concluded that you are a failure, you can't excel in business. They are changing their minds about you in Jesus' precious name. Number six, be courageous and face your fears squarely. Be courageous and face your fears squarely. Once you, you, you fail, if you don't take care, the popular saying will become your mantra for living. Why is beating twice shy? That is a language and a proverb of people who are not ready to deal with their failures. Once beaten, twice face it again. That must be your place. What do you imagine against the Lord? The Bible said, affliction shall not rise the second time. Be bold. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Face your fears. Every time, if you have failed before, maybe you failed in marriage, if you have an opportunity to marry again, Satan will bring you all the one. 1,001 reasons why this marriage will not work. 1,001 reasons why this business will not work. 1,001 reasons why this uh, church work will not work. But you have to tell the devil whether it will work or not, I'm going again. I've learned some lessons. I want to try those lessons also. And as you make effort, I see God grant you great success in Jesus' precious name. And then, number seven, resolve to succeed no matter what. Resolve to succeed. Abraham Lincoln said, Always bear in mind that your resolution to succeed is more important than anything. 
Your resolution to succeed is more important than anything. Resolve to succeed and you will succeed. And number eight, trust God for a new and a better beginning. Trust God. You failed before, but trust God. God is able to give you. He is not a God of a second chance. He's a God of the seventh chance. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. The righteous man falleth seven times, and seven times he will rise up again. God is able to turn your captivity around. The Bible says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Have you failed before? Have you given up on your dreams? Have you given up on God's purpose for your life? I hope you have been encouraged. I hope you have been inspired to face your failure squarely and to rise above it. I see you rise up from the ashes of defeat to tell your story of victory. You will succeed and you will share your testimony. Your story of success will be told across the nations. Receive grace to succeed like never before. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. I trust that you've been blessed through this broadcast. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or Email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afwakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook, or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No,